Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. This is the astrologer Bill Atried radio show. My name is Bill Atried. Today is July 10th, 2017, and the title for today's show is Astrological Observations, July 2017, The United States and the Full Moon in Capricorn, Origins and Destiny. Where have we come from? Where are we going? I thought I'd like to speak about today about the USA and talk about that and fold that into an understanding of about these full moons. And I seem to be doing shows every full moon here. And yesterday was the last full moon. The sun was in Cancer. The moon was in Capricorn. And, and that is always a time of revelation and reveals to us in these juxtapositions of the signs one to another, uh, informs us in terms of their meaning and, and their messages for us. Um, so, so yesterday the sun was in Cancer, of course, the moon was in Capricorn, and each of those oppositions in astrology of Aries to Libra, of Taurus to Scorpio, and so on, illustrates the fundamental truth that the universe is formed by these integral relationships that weave together the 12 dimensions of reality, which can be simply divided into realms of spirit and mind, emotion, and body. With Cancer and Capricorn, we are being reminded of the dynamic relationship between our origins or roots and our destiny or purpose. This is what you might call the fundamental thread or cord for the spiral journey of spirit, or what is known as the self that is becoming. We ultimately come from one source, from one life. We are all of one spirit, and our destiny is to become fulfilled by striving to be ever more complete human beings. Cancer holds to the spontaneous meeting of our needs. One hears the baby cry, and you do not think but to respond immediately. Capricorn takes those spontaneous actions and more and crystallizes them into a hierarchy of institutions for their exercise and preservation. They become formed into our pattern, our family patterns and traditions and expand outwardly into the larger community and then on up to the largest institutions in any nation to meet our needs. Cancer and Capricorn are meant to inform and support one another as we continuously unfold our potentials and needs and create ever more elegant ways of meeting them. How might we see this great principle in action? Since we have just experienced another birthday for the USA, I thought it might be interesting to consider what our nation's chart says about our origin and our destiny, and then to examine where we are now in 2017 with regards to that. The USA, the fundamental character of any chart, is revealed in its sun and moon placements in combination with the rising sign. The USA was born on July 4, 1776. It is a Cancer with the moon in Aquarius, and it has Sagittarius as its rising sign. The sign of Cancer is about the journey to the center of meaning, to your roots, whether they be found in and through your family, ethnicity, culture, or spirituality. For a nation, the sun reveals the basic life energies flowing through that culture. It is, it is its zeitgeist, or spirit. For any cancer, the fundamental truth is found by feeling connected to the roots of one's being. The moon indicates the people of a land, and with the moon in Aquarius, the people of the USA are devoted to individuality, freedom, and are more inclined to the acceptance and even celebration of differences. The third element of any chart is revealed in the persona or mask of the entity as shown in the rising sign, which for the USA is Sagittarius. And I will speak more about this in a moment. 
Moreover, for any entity, the planet Saturn will indicate the test or challenge for that being. And through the lessons learned in facing this test, and so by the development of character, Saturn equally reveals where that being will have great authority and responsibility. For the USA, Saturn is in the 10th house, which in a person's chart is their house of purpose or career. In a mundane or worldly chart like that of the USA, Saturn is said to indicate the ruler or the executive function. Saturn for the USA is in the sign of Libra. It represents the scales of justice. And it has been a motto for the USA that here the law is held to be king and no one is above the law. But what does the chart of the USA indicate about its roots or origins and its destiny or purpose? When considering such matters in a chart, we should look at both the sign of cancer because it is the sign of foundations, family and roots in any chart. And, and, and of course, even more so here since cancer is the sun sign for the USA. In the USA chart, that sign of cancer is on the eighth house of unions and combinations, or what I like to call the house of alchemy. In the USA, we have come together. It is in our very declaration, quote, to form a more perfect union. We are asked or challenged to give up what is lesser in each of us in order to bring out the best in one another. This is the meaning of the concept of sacrifice, whose true definition means to make sacred. By surrendering the lesser things in our life, we rise into our higher nature. We have come together in our compact with one another, and this is true of all meaningful unions. We have joined together in order to forge a better I and thou. We have created a space of freedom to be, whereby each of us can become better and more fulfilled because we recognize each other as equals. And so each of us is valued and worthy of self-affirming self-realizations of, as we say, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Then you would look to the moon, the ruler of cancer, as it indicates where one seeks for security and relates to the experience of feeling and nurturing. The USA moon is in Aquarius in the third house. Aquarius is the sign of humanity, the sign of brotherhood and sisterhood, of friendship and social idealism. The emotional idealism of the USA is articulated in our effort to build that shining city on a hill of our hopes and dreams for a better life and world for one another. And the moon in the third house is what we call the house of mind and communications and networking. For the USA, we care about and nurture new thought forms, new ways of connecting, and constantly seek to find or grow into a greater truth through the free competition of our ideas. But most importantly, when seeking to understand the question of individual direction and purposefulness in any chart, we should consider the four directions of that chart. That is, we, should, we need to look to the first and seventh and the fourth and tenth houses, the four angles of the chart, which in the USA are ruled by Sagittarius and Gemini, Aries and then Libra. The first house is the image of the self, the presence of that entity. And the seventh house, the opposite house, is the way that being meets or encounters others in relationship. The fourth house is the way any being secures itself to itself by feeling those root energy experiences, images, and forms, which forge a connectivity and bonding with the truth of origins. And the opposite house, the tenth, is the way the entity fulfills their destiny by offering themselves and their works to their community or nation. It is the portal of purpose. 
Sagittarius rising indicates that the USA will find itself through the journey of truth, exploring the various ways in which we explain ourselves and our world through religion and science, philosophy, and spirituality. The USA is forever seeking the truth of itself. Of course, the flip side to this is what we often have, often believe we have the truth, and we wish to share or maybe impose this truth upon others, which of course is a greater untruth. Truth is ultimately found within and confirmed by its reflection around ourselves, and it can never be found or lived by imposition. The seventh house is Gemini and will characterize how the USA will approach all various forms of relationship. The USA will bring a curiosity and an eagerness to experience new facets of life and explore new ideas of relationship. It will approach the world with inventiveness and ingenuity, and when misapplied, it will take that Gemini root of being less than true or truthful, of espousing or conveying one way of thinking, and perhaps acting in quite another way. The Aries fourth house, the house of origins or roots, fits the American ideal of itself as being a new beginning in the world. Unlike other nations, this would be a nation that is not founded upon a singular ethnicity, culture, religion, or common history. The USA would forge a new history for itself, formed by peoples from many backgrounds. We would surrender all titles and privileges and stand as equals to one another and be subject to no king or prince or clan or class, but to what we had all agreed upon as our compact with one another. We would be a new order for the centuries, which is the declaration inscribed on our great seal, and our motto would be our destiny. E pluribus unum, out of many, one. But of course, this land was not a virgin or empty space in which we could forge this new world. It was the place of a great people whose spirit and energies were with this land. The Native Americans, unfortunately, Aries enthusiasm and idealism often leads to rushing in and doing great harm. And for those who faced genocide to make way for this new order, And for those forced to come here to create wealth by their enslavement, this new beginning was part of a continuing story of humanity, of treating the other as not a human or being at all, but to treat them as less than human, as an animal or object. And this original sin of the USA is also part of our roots and our origin myth, and it continues to make claims upon our karma and to shape our destiny too. Which brings us to the final angle of identity, the 10th house of destiny is in the sign of Libra. The purpose or destiny of the USA is found in our experience in an evolution of the qualities of our relationships. The USA represents to the world and to itself as founding and forging itself into a society based upon a compact, our declaration of independence and our constitution and laws. We agreed to forge a sacred space wherein we would freely come together with one another to create a space of freedom for self-realization based upon our mutually agreed upon rules for social interaction, which are embodied in our laws. Embodied in our laws are the values that we have so far evolved in our understanding of ourselves and our world. These values shape, guide, and protect us in our conduct with one another. These values now made into laws we have agreed to so that we know how we are expected to conduct ourselves with regards to one another. 
In other words, we have established these laws as the crystallized form of values with and between one another. Ideally, we are continuously evolving a more clearly articulated set of values and laws so that each of us is recognized and appreciated for who they are. We can be freer to be ourselves in and because of this enlightened field of relationship because that space is formed for our mutual self-realizations. But unlike some who believe that those original laws are first rules, the Constitution, to be a finished piece and not to be altered, most of us find that the story of human self-fulfillment is an unfolding one that is far, far from over. And so we must keep improving upon and adding to our values and our rules. Our founding fathers knew this work was not finished or done with them. They sought to go beyond what had been, yet they could not reach or agree beyond a certain understanding. They compromised in their time to come together. And so they embodied in their original set of laws great wisdom and great injustices too. They struggled over these universal principles and the conditions of their society at that time, but they did not overcome many of their own challenges and so left it to every succeeding generation to face both those shining ideals and those remaining injustices and attempt to make our space more truly just, equitable, and free. Much can also be discerned when we consider these opposite houses of of first and seventh and tenth and fourth, and as much as we can learn from the signs that are opposite to one another. Just as much as the roots of the USA resonate with the ideal of rugged individualism and the primacy of the free person, as in don't tread on me, the fulfillment of freedom can only be realized in right relationships. For in truth, freedom is a space that we form for our experiences in or with one another. But the tension between our values of freedom or individuality versus our communalism or community values creates a dynamic tension between energies that can divide us or hold us together. It remains an ongoing project to create greater freedom for each person in an integral balance with the bending of our being to the needs of the whole. We are forever seeking to find a way to balance the efforts to fulfill ourselves as unique individuals to be free, while at the same time honoring, supporting, and sacrificing for one another in those very associations we have with each other. To some who may believe in a form of absolute libertarianism, we must understand that you cannot be alone to do whatever you want and be free. Freedom is a social reality that is created through mutual understanding, tolerance, and forgiveness. It is founded upon the knowledge that our true potentials are discovered, expressed, and extended through our mutual support of one another. A most critical need for this dynamic to evolve into a more perfect union is trust and understanding. How might the transiting aspects in the USA chart today inform our understanding of what we are experiencing with regards our trust in one another, which is forged by our understanding of one another? So let us see what the current conditions are now in the USA. In 2017, there are two major aspects that are taking place in the USA chart. One that actually was building in in 2016 and is very present here in 2017 into 2018 is the fact that the planet Neptune, one of the three great outer planets, is parked midway between our rising sign and setting sign, 
squaring our ascendant and descendant, our house of self and our house of other. The previous times that Neptune came over this ascendant were 1976. That was the conjunction and so very different from the time we are in now, but much more like our time, Neptune squaring either end was occurring in 1934-35. So much like more like our own time. What this means is that Neptune is placed equally between the USA rising sign of self and our setting sign of relationship. In other words, we are going through a period of confusion and self-doubt, which equally causes us to act toward others in a confusing manner too. And therefore they equally do not know what to make of us. Why and what do we do with this? Well, Number one, we should admit that we are confused. <laughs> and then we need to understand that this is part, it is in fact an essential part of how we actually grow into a greater understanding. At any one time in your journey, you will abide in the space of your reality, of your paradigm, of your belief systems and truths, of how you understand yourself and your world. But since you and everything else in the universe is spirit and there is one imperative that drives all of creation that would be growth so everything will and must change whether coming from within as you change and or coming from without as your world changes your explanations and theories and truths and facts about yourself and your world will move out of alignment with the greater reality Small disks and doubts will lead to larger ones. Miscues and mistakes will mount up. You move from some greater certainty to less, from some doubts to greater doubts, and you eventually pass through a boundary like Alice in Wonderland and realize that you are in fact confused, lost, and disillusioned. And that is exactly the point. You were in a reality, but only a partial one. You need confusion. You need to be disillusioned so that you let go and begin to reach for a more encompassing and true reality or paradigm. It is essential at times like this to have something and perhaps someone to hold on to that is more or less unchanging or true. For me and for many others, it is an abiding faith in the perennial truths that are found in all great metaphysical teachings philosophies and religions. By looking at all the great teachers and teachings, you can find the heart source of truth by which to steer your life at any time, whether you're in a time of confusion or not. The other great aspect that is occurring here in the USA chart actually sort of is bridging again these two years, as it was Uranus lining up with Mercury last year in 2016, and now Uranus lining up with Pluto this year in 2017 into 18. The previous times this happened were during the period of Watergate in 1974, but that's when it was a waning square. And interestingly, just like with the Neptune transit of 34-35, here again in 34-35, Uranus was squaring Pluto. So it's kind of striking how these two very different planets lining up in very similar ways at these points in history for us. This is the major aspect of our time in the USA chart and continues the experience of where 2000, in 2016 where Uranus squared the USA Mercury. And what this really highlights is this relationship 
this opposition that exists between the Pluto and Mercury in the USA chart. This aspect, this is our struggle with the will or control and the right understanding of sacred space and our minds or communication. It is an opportunity and test for us for how we understand ourselves and our world. The Mercury-Pluto opposition in the USA chart, as any aspect, can manifest in ways that range from very low and destructive levels to very high and spiritually transformative ones. In that highest sense, Mercury and Pluto create the capacity to pierce beyond any one level of perception and see what is behind appearances to enter the next level of spiritual, philosophical, and scientific understandings of the nature of the universe. Research and scientific discovery has created great wealth in our country and brought about great changes for the USA and for the world, and our chart indicates that this would be so. But at lower levels, this same aspect can indicate a persistent attempt to control thought, to bend others to their will by persuasion, guilt, manipulation, and even force. Since Pluto rules in a mundane chart, wealth and power, many would also point to this indicating that the power of the various communication systems in the USA, i.e. the corporate control and the moneyed influencers for all media outlets, and educational systems, and the publishing industry, and communication systems, and various networks. The USA, Uranus transit to Mercury in 2016 and to Pluto in 2017 has really shaken the mind of America. Our individual thought forms and assumptions have been disrupted, and our collective consciousnesses scrambled. What we are going through what is behind all of what you see out there is really or truly a spiritual crisis, a crisis of faith and belief. A crisis is a time of danger. That is true. But it is also a time of great opportunity, too. In any such time, it is imperative to not be shaken off from or lose your foundations. Rather, this is an opportunity to get back to fundamentals, a time to refresh restore and renew your understanding and experience of your roots and so know your destiny. Return to your heart, which is founded and forged by the understanding that you are to treat one another as you wish to be treated. Because you are from one root, you are of one family. Do not be distracted by the noises, the clamoring and the shouting. Do not listen to those who preach division, separation and spread the darkness of despair. Seek for your peace within yourself by listening to the voice of the silence to your higher self. Equally seek to extend that peace outwards by following example and teachings of the great ones. The perennial truths, the wisdom of the ages is there for you, and they are within you too. By holding to these core principles and truths, you will be able to lift the fog of confusion for yourself and for one another and you will find the way to a more reasonable discernment between reality and illusion. Always speak clearly, listen carefully, and help one another to return to a place of hope and faith and love. So that is where we find ourselves today at this time in America and in the world. 
And I hope that uh, helps you to better understand, perhaps. It probably clarifies and confirms what you already knew uh, to be the case. But I, I was uh, very happy to share that with you. And I see that, indeed, there are those of you who have been waiting patiently, again, for me to get to you. And I will do so now and see what questions you might have for me today. Again, if you are calling about yourself and you want me to look at your chart, please have your birth information ready, at least the date and place of birth and time if you have it. And do please start off by giving me your first name so I can uh, save you here or, or hold uh, create a chart for you here and know who I'm talking to. Okay. So uh, let me call the get all the first caller here and here we are. So let me speak with you. Okay. Hello. You're on with Bill Atride. Who's this? This is Sherry. Hey, Sherry. Hey. How are you? I'm outstanding. Thank you for taking my wonderful. call, and I really enjoyed the um, explanation you just gave. <laughs> I was wondering about <laughs> some of that. Like, oh my We're God, all wondering. I mean, yeah, I mean, I could, I could literally, I could literally talk and talk and never stop talking because we are in such a teaching moment in the world. Of course, it's always right. wherever wherever you are, you're in your moment. Of course, but there's so much happening in the world, and there's so much to be reminded of in terms of what we should hold dear and what can help us. And so these contrasts that were being shown between light and dark and, and such is, it's so wonderful. It's t terrible to go through, but it's so educational to go through. I think it's a, it's a privilege to be on the planet right now and see these things so clearly being articulated. And yet at the same time, it is quite confusing. <laughs> yeah. To put yeah. it lightly. Yes. <laughs> okay. So what can I do for you today? I'm going to ask a personal question, so I'm going to provide you with my information. <clears throat> sure. Okay. So, what's your birth date? Four eleven seventy three. Okay. And the time? Do you have that? I do. Four fifty seven p.m. Okay. And where were you born? Covington, Louisiana. Okay. Hey, wait a minute. Uh, it may have been four fifty six. Let me verify that. Would one minute well, make a difference? It, you never know. Um. <laughs> uh, let me make for sure then. Never mind. Let me just, I have it right yeah. here. Um, because I knew it like. I just want to make for sure. Sure. Oh, here we go. It is. 457. I was right. Sorry about that. Okay. Yeah. Use, use the first, like, it's like taking an exam. Usually the first guess is the correct one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So I have your chart here. And as you may know or may not know, you're, of course, in Aries, uh, of course, with your moon in Leo. Uh, and then you have a rising sign of Libra in your chart. Uh, yes. And you are all fire and air, Sherry. You are such an idealistic person, um, which is wonderful. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> Most of the time. But, but, but again, but again, just quickly, you're, 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 but your mind is very different than what would be typical of an idealist um, because your Mercury is in the sign of Pisces, a water sign. And so you really think like a Pisces. You're a much more mystical thinker. Uh, yeah. a much more intuitive thinker, and you'll just know stuff. <laughs> okay. That's correct. Okay. Okay. That is correct. okay. So what's your question for me? Um, 
not my own stuff. Sometimes I need clarity on that. <laughs> um, okay. What the next six months do I pull off this relocation? I'm being kind of pulled towards the west, towards the water, um, more of an environment that will probably be better for me, am I thinking? Okay. And the energies have been so crazy this year, I'm just trying to see if I pull it off. Okay. So the stars just... align for that. Okay. Um, let me just see where everything is. So um, in, the, in your progress chart, which is the inner measure of time, um, your progressed moon right now is moving through that sign of Pisces. It's been there for over a year, and it's got another year plus to go. And while it's doing so for the last eight months or so, and for another almost two years to go, or a little less, a year and a half to go, your moon's in the, set, the sixth house, which is the house of lifestyle, order, and the arrangements of our life. And basically what your, your life is asking of you right now is to look at your life and say, Sherry, does your life make sense? Are you living a life that is meaningful to you within and without, balanced between work and play and rest and activity? As the Navajo say, are you walking in beauty? Or if your life is not making sense, then it's increasingly going to cause you suffering. And that suffering is not a punishment. It's just a greater inducement from spirit to change, <laughs> to, get, right. to, get to, the good, to get to a good life. And so basically you're going through a time of healing. Um, and so this has been going on, as I said, for eight months. It's got another, uh, I can tell you exactly, it's going to continue probably until the end of 2018. It's process of order, ordering and reordering and rearranging my life. But outwardly, um, the great outward timekeeper in a chart is the planet Saturn, um, which moves around the chart in about 29 years. And it's, it's lining up and getting closer and closer now to moving into what's called your fourth house, the house of the home and family and foundations. And that occurs at the beginning of next year. And often those are times when we make major commitments to a life, to a plan, to a purpose, um, like location or career or relationship or everything. And so in terms of making a big decision or beginning a new major episode or chapter of one's life, that certainly resonates in a big way. Um, okay. Okay. So I would, I would say it's the, the time is right because the moon's in the sixth house, but the timing of it may be better or feel better for you to, to turn the wheel, to turn the clock, to move to that portal of a new life at the beginning of 2018 or in the year 2018. Right. That, sound, that feels good well, because six months will be here before you know it or less. Oh, now. yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm to tell you right now, I don't move that fast, so January is fine. Uh, Which is, that's a very unusual statement coming from an Aries, actually, you know. (laughs) I'm smart enough to know that I don't move that fast. (laughs) My brain doesn't catch up. That's good. Well, that's that's the thing about being an Aries, but having Libra rising is that though you are an Aries, you're going to appear very Libra-like, and Libra weighs all the different options and considers, <laughs> yeah. should I do this? Should I do that? Should I do? And, and therefore, unlike a typical Aries, you will not leap into things. You will consider things. And that's, a, yeah. and that's good. That's, that's good. Awesome. <laughs> Does that also mean like, cause some of the lifestyle changes I'm making are huge, like going minimalist, like going tiny house, like oh, sure. getting off yeah. the grid. They're big. 
so that oh, yeah, no, no, this, this would be, I, I need to live a life that makes sense. I need to live a life that for me now, what made sense 20 years ago, even last year is not what makes sense now. So I have to be in the moment now with what would be proportional and beautiful for me. I need to live a sustainable life, a fulfilled life and not have stresses and strains coming in from trying to combine those things which shouldn't be combined together. So yes, right. all that is true. Right. Okay. All okay. Right. Well, I'm looking forward to all the new changes. And I, you said that it could be love or in everything. It could be some of everything. And so well, Saturn is the, not yeah. necessarily a bad planet. I thought Saturn was like the planet it's, of it's, discipline and you well know. it's where it's where you have to be serious and take and right now you're seriously working on your thought forms and ideas but then in terms of your roots and commitments and home and family saturn going the fourth house that's what that's for you commit to a place to a person to a path it. and it's you're signing up for the next 15 or more years probably when you do that so uh, you, you want to make sure you get it right but but yeah okay. the, the, as the moon goes into aries and into your seventh house they will be con- they'll come in 2018, an increasing focus and developments of relationships, too. So that'll okay. be there. Okay. Okay. So I'm right on schedule. You're, you rock. I'll, Thank you so much. Okay, okay great. Great. <laughs> well, you were always on schedule. We just don't always know it. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank well, you be you. well, and I'll talk to you again sometime, okay? You bet. I will. Okay, Thank Sherry. You. Sure. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello. You're on with Bill Atride. Who's this? Hi, my name is Julia. Hi, Julia. Hello. Um, I'm actually what? calling for a personal question, too. <laughs> okay. Okay. What's, what's uh, your birth date? September 16th, 1961. Uh-huh. Okay. I was born in Salem Center, Ohio. Okay. Uh, 1053 a.m. Okay, let me just get that all in there and take a look at you. <laughs> um, so, so, so to speak. So I'm looking. You're, you're, as you may know, a Virgo with your Moon in Sagittarius, and then you have Scorpio as your rising sign. Um, so quite a perceptive person are you. <laughs> Uh, anyways, and well, yet as long also, as I don't let my mind get ahead of me. That's well, that's my, you, you, my... yeah, you have a you have what we call an excitable mind because right next to your planet Mercury, which is the ruler for Virgo, is the planet Mars, which does make the mind rather it fires up the mind, gets it going very quick, but it can therefore be not a settled mind, and you have to work on calmness. Um, and, and not getting overexerted or excited or stimulated. And, of course, that really is the great goal of Virgo. People think Virgos want order, but really what Virgos treasure and what they're seeking for is peace of mind, to be at peace. Um, and it's, we're all working on that, but that's Virgo's task. Okay. So, so what's your question today? Well, I'm wanting to relocate. Um, similar to the last caller, I I feel like I'm I need to make a lot of changes. But uh-huh. in my mid fifties, I'm feeling that when I want to make changes, uh, there's a lot more stress and anxiety, or I don't deal with the stress and anxiety of, of big changes. You know, I guess as well yeah. as I did when I was younger. Or at least I think I 
<laughs> you know, you know, you know, it's, sure. it's like you don't have the weight of the world when you're a teenager. So, but it's no, just no, the whole yeah. thing about changes, you know. So, um, yes, yes, I, I understand. Um, well, one thing you want to always consider given your chart um, is that because you're born with a water sign rising and even more with the moon as the rising body of your chart, you would always want to think about the conditions of where you live, allowing you to be close to some significant body of water um, because you, you need that in your life for stability and to feel connected. Now it could be a river. It could be a large lake. Uh, it doesn't have to be the ocean. Um, but you will find in your life that whenever you are ill at ease or not at peace, Getting to water will be one of the clearest and surest ways for you to ground yourself and feel more at peace. Yes. And it's so funny you said that because I live in Florida, like central Florida, and where I want to move to is the Gulf Coast side. So the Gulf of Mexico is the body of water that I'm wanting to move closer to. Well, well, (laughs) well, then you're you're close. You're you're close. (laughs) That's that's a good thing. (laughs) Um, And and you're right, um, I do get a lot of peace there, so you're right. Oh, no, I mean, it's clear. Whenever I I see anybody with the moon in in this position, I say, oh, gee, they've got to be in your water or it's not going to be good. (laughs) But but indeed, this year you're under, remember we were talking just before about Uranus and Pluto in the the USA chart and what's happening um, to Mercury as well. And you this year have that planet Pluto going over your Mercury, which means you are under tremendous mental stress and pressure. Part of it you could be putting on yourself through your concerns or apprehensions or worry. And your challenge this year, which is a difficult one for any of us, is to go have exercise ever greater mental self-control. To not let your mind begin spinning or worrying or focusing upon something. To get stuck with like that song in your head that you can't get rid of and it's driving you crazy. And yet we mm-hmm. all of us have within us the capacity to take hold and force ourselves to turn away from that obsessive, compulsive, whatever thought form and free our mind. And this is what you're being challenged to do this year. Um, the, the, I would say that my teacher years ago gave me this wonderful book called the seven day mental diet. And she, and it's by Emmett Fox. And she said, here, read this book, but don't go on the diet. I said, why not? She says, cause no human nowadays can do it. I go, what is it? <laughs> she said for seven days and seven nights, you never think a negative thought or utter a negative word. She says, can't be done. All you can hope to do is to keep catching yourself and correcting and following a negative thought with a positive, a negative word with a kind one. And over time, in seven days, you will change your life. I would certainly suggest to you, and we, I suggest to everyone, <laughs> to, to do this because it's something we all need to be more mindful because as we think, so our life shall be. Um, so you need to do that this year especially. Take control of your mind and realize I have a choice. Um, Though I I see that there's energies prompting you to make a move right now, Um, it may be such that maybe it's better to wait still here um, till maybe till later this fall or maybe even next year. 
Um, the reason I'm saying that is the planet Jupiter, which rules growth, expansion, good fortune, good luck. We all love Jupiter. It takes 12 years to get around the solar system. And whenever it comes into our first house, once every 12 years, we're beginning a new cycle of growth, a new cycle of opportunity. And that happens for you at the beginning of 2018. So that would argue for that this time in your life, this year in your life, is the, is the tying up of loose ends, the clearing of, da- of decks for new action, getting rid of old things, tying up loose ends, and getting ready for a new beginning next year. Um, it doesn't mean you can't move this year if you've got things in play and you, an opportunity pops up and you want to jump on it. But you probably will feel more aligned with movement and moving forward into something new in 2018. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, because I was thinking, you know, I would try to maybe move, like like you had mentioned, maybe the fall or – because I'm okay where I am now. There's no real rush to do it, but I just keep feeling like I want to do it. Like, it's like – I sort of feel like a fish out of water. One minute, I'm on one side. Yes, I want to move right now. And then I'll flip over. No, I, I'm not ready to move right now. So it's like, exactly. you know, the whole thing you said about the mind, I'm literally driving myself crazy in my own mind. It's like, oh. Well, there's, again, if your chart, and we've, it's at 1053 a.m., so we're pretty certain that we're within a minute or two of probably being an exact chart. You know, someone wrote that down and took it to the minute. Um, there's another longer term thing occurring in your chart right now, and that's that your progressed sun, which moves only a degree per year in a chart, is in the last degree of your 12th house. And it will, by this fall, come into your first house. And I've seen this happen for many people. When it's in the 12th house, it's been there for 21 years, literally. And you will feel like you're a different person come this fall. You'll feel like you're stepping out into the light, coming out from under a shadow that you may not even been aware that you were under, but you were. And so a new life is coming. Certainly you'll feel Mm -hmm. it in 2018 when Jupiter's in your first house. But this significant movement of the progressed sun often is a, a release and a leavening of the soul because I've been going through this time of of working on stuff within myself. And now I can step out into the light. Okay. Wow, that's wonderful. I'm going to oh, look okay. forward to. Well, I love yes, that. You, okay, well, get back to me. Let me know what happens here. Okay, I'll I'll be doing okay. these shows every every month, and you can always email me and tell me yes, Bill. And I felt that change. <laughs> okay. I felt that lifting Sounds in September wonderful. or or whatever. So that'd be wonderful. I, I always like to hear back All from right, people thanks. how they're doing. Okay. All okay. Right, thank you so you be much. Well. All right. Okay, Julia. You too. Sure. Bye bye. Bye bye. Hello, it's Bill Atride. Who's this? Hi, Bill. It's Leslie. Leslie. Hi there. <laughs> Hi. Hi. You sure what are can happy, I do for you? I, I am happy. I, I love what <laughs> I do. I can't believe, well, I do believe, but I can't believe this is what I do. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, you can feel it. I can feel it. You sound like such a happy person. Well, it's just. You know, the whatever. I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> Just, but anyways, what can I what can I do for you, Leslie? <laughs> okay, let me give you my birth date. I'm January 31st, 1960. Okay. I was born in Los 
Los Angeles, California, uh-huh. at 9.12 a.m. Okay. Oops. Hold on. I hit the wrong button there, and it's telling me you can't do that. I know I can't do that. Don't tell me this. <laughs> it's <laughs> trying to get the a- 9.12 a.m., you said, right? Okay. Um, getting there. And again, I'm no, sorry. Just give me your name again. I'm sorry. It's Le- Leslie? Leslie. Leslie. Okay, good. And one more thing. Let me just get this. If you put the wrong data in, you're going to get the wrong data out. That's the nature of the computer. Or as I like to tell my nieces and nephews, the confuser (laughs) for them, for everybody. And so you learn what's going on. Uh, I mean, I love computers. It changed my life. I used to take, you know, 20 minutes, 30, 25 minutes to draw up a chart and, and create it and calculate and draw it up. Now it's a second, as we can see. So, I can get down to what I like to do, talking about it. So as you know, probably, <laughs> you're, you're an Aquarius, uh, but you're a very unusual Aquarius, given that your moon is in Pisces and you have Pisces rising. Um, what can I do for you? What, are, what is your question for me? Um, just, I'm, I'm unemployed, and I'm trying to transition into um, accounting. Okay. Is that a good and question? It, that was a good question. Um, well, it, again, um, th- there's these inner measures of time and, and outer measures of time. The inner measure of time is the progressed moon. Quite interestingly, for the last couple of years, your progressed moon's been going through your first house of identity of what do I call myself now? How do I appear to the people? And I need to fashion a new identity and call myself something new is what I'm asked to do at this time. So a new label, a new title, a new, uh, something new on your business card to present yourself through. And, and the moon was both in Aries and in your first house doing that just in the last few days, the moon changed signs into Taurus, which is the sign, the second sign of value of substance of not so much who am I, but what have I got? And how can I make it work? Um, And so really right now that the emphasis in your chart has moved towards matters of manifestation, of substantiation, of doing something, of creating something. Now, it may, I mean, this literally happened on July 1, but it may take till the moon gets into that second house, which is not until March 2018, for that greater exercise and fleshing out of value, self-worth, talent and money and income again there's something that's changed just now and so that's that's a really good sign um but so i I would say to you that it was the right time to refashion oneself reposition oneself rebrand or rename oneself and now comes the proof meaning let me see what i've got let me see if i can do this is what you're now needing to engage in you do have the, the, the sign that rules your sixth house of work is the sign of Leo, which means your key to your job in your life is respect and honor and integrity, meaning that, that uh, you, you want to be respected, but you're also here to show respect and bring out the best in other people by seeing the best in them and helping them realize that. Um, So honor and respectability are most important. But the point here is that the ruler of Leo, the sun, is in the 11th house, the house of Aquarius, and it's in the sign of Aquarius, which means your key to finding work is through friendship, 
you'll make friends through work and find your work through friends. So work your network of those you know, because that is always your ticket to work and career. And again, what you bring to career with all those planets in your 10th house, but Jupiter at the top there principally, um, people are going to want to work with you, Leslie, because they know you're trustworthy, that your trust is hardwired into you. Okay. Um, you're, okay. you're beyond reproach and therefore they can, your handshake is as good as a contract. And so you should always lead with that, knowing that this is your, your moral, your moral standing and your moral caliber is something that you really, people can count on with you, which of course in accounting is going to be pretty important because uh, <laughs> either the numbers add up or don't uh, and, and you want to make sure you're right with them. Um, so yeah. that's, that's all fine. That looks good to me. Um, you know that, yeah, I, I don't see any reason why uh, did you have, you, have you finished the training for this? Have you already done your, your work to prepare and have your license or your certification for this now? Well, actually, um, I do have a bachelor's degree, but it's not in accounting. Um, I want to work for, like, TV. I want to become an accounting production, uh, production accounting clerk. Okay. That's basically where you would start. So I, right. like, I want to work in inter- entertainment. Well, yeah that's, a natural, yeah, yeah, that's a natural in, in the, if you are still in L.A. or come from L.A., certainly. And, of course, in most industries and in most matters of getting at least the foot in the door and starting on one's way and then advancing to merit. But usually for most of us, we need some way of getting in there. And in that industry especially, it really matters who you know. So, again, your chart, chart says it's in your circle of friends, your circle of, of companions and colleagues. You need to talk to them about this and your interest there and work that to find at least your way into a starting position. Okay. Okay. You know? And that's basically what I've been doing, too. I'm online with, uh, on Facebook, there's an accounting um, uh, family. And so I've been reaching out to these people. I don't even know them, but I've been reaching out to them and, you know, letting them know I'm trying to transition and, uh, and I have yeah. gotten a couple of interviews. Well, again, yeah, the social networks, again, Aquarius is known for technology, and I'm Aquarius too, like you. So it's the technology and networking. And so not just with Facebook, but also look at the more focused on business. LinkedIn used to be great. It probably still is great for finding connections and joining groups and participating in them and building relationships that might prove useful. And just you know, as I said, go immediately to your friends and your immediate circle of people you don't know who someone might know who might say, oh, I do know someone in that, you know, da, da, and there you go. It gets you in the door. Um, right. So go with that first circle. Don't just reach out in, a, to, in that broader way to Facebook where it may be anywhere and everywhere, but in that first circle of your most intimate friends and colleagues and connections, there probably is someone who can help you. Okay. 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 Sounds good. Thank you. Okay. You're very welcome. Good good luck to you. (laughs) Thank you. Have a great day. You too. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello. This is Bill. Who's this? Hi. It's Maggie. Is it me? Hi, Maggie. Hi, Maggie. Yes. Yes. Um, So I'm going to give you my birth date and all of that too. Is that okay? Okay. Sure. Sure. That's fine. And do you want... um, do you want the name that I was born with? Oh no, no, I, it doesn't matter. Okay. I don't. I won't, I don't analyze names. I just analyze charts. I know. I know names are important and numerology is important. 
and I have looked at that, but I rely upon the astrological chart for my work, so that's all I need. Okay. Um, July 4th, 1955. July 4th, 55. Okay. You're, you're a USA girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And okay. um, Norfolk, Nebraska. Oh, so what, what's the town in Nebraska? Norfolk. Norfolk, okay. Yeah. Nebraska, Nebraska. Oh, and 12.05 a.m. Okay, thank you. 12.05 a.m. All right, there you are. So um, let me just take a look. And there you go. So you may know or may not know that, indeed, you, you're born at the full moon we just had. But the, the sun's in Cancer for you. The moon's in Capricorn for you. And again, of course, you also have Aries as your rising sign. Okay, so what can I, what can I do for you today? Well, you know, uh, money and relationships. <laughs> what, what does money. the next year look like? <laughs> okay, well, let's see where everything is. Let's take a quick look at the, where the planets are moving. Uh, and I do this both like looking at it visually, just looking at the wheels, as it were, we call them, and then looking at the, and then a printout of all the motions, the things I might not capture. Well, I would say to you, um, there is a big change a coming, and that's because your progressed moon, which is this inner measure of time, but of course, you being a Cancer, it's even more significant than for most. Your progressed moon is about to enter into your first house, but that's happening in about four months. Exactly, it will occur on or about October 31st. Uh, and so, what you've been going through literally for, let's see, six, 36, 40. It's, it's been for several, three to four years now, Maggie, you've been going through this journey of deep soul searching, of facing the past, understanding the arc of your story and pulling together all the loose ends and harvesting the meaning of your life. And you might have wondered what's going on. Um, and what you're doing is you're creating a seed of a new beginning and, and a new you is coming. And at the end this fall, like that person I just spoke to before, with the sun coming into their first house, with your moon coming in the first house, you're going to be stepping back out into the light. And very powerful changes will take place in terms of what you, how you see yourself, how you present yourself. Rather than feeling like you're against a headwind or, or looking backwards, you're going to be moving forwards and making a new beginning for yourself, um, calling yourself something new presenting yourself in a new light. Um, so right now it's still, it's still a time of great understanding and great healing and growth is occurring with the moon, the 12th house, but it does feel like I'm somewhat held back here. It's a great time to do very personal, deep spiritual work, but it's not always easy to do outward activity or work. Okay. Um, but it's all going to change. I promise you at the end of October, it's like a light's going to, like a switch is going to be thrown. And you're going to go, wow, what a difference. <laughs> okay. um, and, it, and it will feel remarkable. Um, meanwhile, looking at the um, planetary conditions of all the planets moving around in the heavens, uh, Pluto's leaving you alone, which is good because it's pretty powerful uh, right now. So that's nice to know that that's not in the picture nor Neptune, except in a very spiritual way. This year, 
the planet Neptune moving through Pisces is going over your sun. This is a year of heightened spiritual intuition and awareness where I would say to you, whatever time you can take to go walk in nature or go walk in the beauty of human constructs like a museum or art galleries or what have you, it's not something you might want to do. It's something you have to do (laughs) because your spirit requires it of you this year. Okay. Okay. Um, At the same time, the planet Uranus, the awakener is going over your Mars this year. And that means you are, you want to do something. You want to be freer. You want to make a change. And yet you have to realize you can't just make a change without consideration of the world around you. Meaning I just can't act and then other people to deal with it. I've got to think about what would be freer for me and for others to really make this thing happen. But most powerfully this year, the planet Saturn, always the teacher and tester. This is the year that it's lined up once again with your Venus and with your Mercury. Um, you have your Mercury and Venus together in Gemini and Saturn's pose up opposite to them both this year. And when that happens, every seven or eight years, when Saturn touches Venus, we're going through a year of reassessing, what do I like? What do I want? Who do I like and want? It's what I call the year of Goldilocks. You know, it's too hot, it's too cold, it's just right. And you are this year becoming much more discerning and discriminating about your values, your needs, your wants. It's a great year to clear out the closets and cellar of your life and get, get rid of things you're no longer using. And as well with people, really assess all those relationships and you'll find that you might winnow out people and be left with the true and right ones for yourself. If you're in a good relationship, it'll be tested but become better. If you're in a difficult or bad relationship, this will end it for you so you can move on to healthier ones. So this is a time of clearing in terms of values, in terms of people. But at the end of the day, at the end of the year, by November, you will have secured your value, understand better what you want and need, and have the best people around yourself as a consequence. And having done that, then in 2018, Saturn marches into your 10th house, the house of career and social position. And everything you've been working for on your life, working towards in your life for several years will come to a head. And you'll either let go of an old title and assume a new one or be promoted in a position or end and begin a job. Big changes are coming in 2018. Okay, so you're sort of getting ready for that this year um and you know you're you're you you may know that your test in life is the test of relationship do you know that well you know only recently i think i'm really realizing um yeah i have oh i don't want to say i've been a failure but yeah i mean that's the biggest it's not at least (laughs) it's not it's not a failure it's just that our lessons occur to us for everyone in different places. Your takes place in relationship and the lesson you have been learning and, and will hopefully have now come closer to is that the only relationship that matters to start is the relationship to myself. I need to know myself and know what is in me and makes me valuable and beautiful and what in me is negotiable and non-negotiable. And then I can safely go out there in relationships and not let myself, let myself down by giving away too much or not asking for enough. And that's been the test. Um, 
And I'm sure you've come a long way. And I'm sure with this moon coming through your 12th house, you've reviewed these last many years and you're ready for a new beginning and it's coming. Thank you. Yeah. It's time. It's time. It's always time, but there's a clock running in all of us and we like to move the clock along, but it has its own speed. (laughs) But, but trust me when I say things are going to change here, but do the work you've been doing and you'll be ready for when the change comes. Okay. Thank you so much, Bill. You're very welcome, Maggie. Stay in touch. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, thank you, everyone. Thank you for a great show. And I look forward to speaking to you all again in about another month. And I'll talk to you later. Bye for now.